0: Wake up, wake up, wake up 502. It is going down after some technical difficulties (laughs) this Saturday morning. This is Wake Up 502. This is your boy Rashawn Myers 96.1 FM. This is the Big X, and it is going down here on a beautiful Saturday morning. And I am so excited not only to be on the radio with you, but I am so excited about the state of University of Louisville football because let me tell you something. It was an absolutely amazing environment last Saturday. The tailgate with the good folks down there at the House of Cards, big shout-out to them, big shout-out to the Granville Pub. We came out there, we met the public. Uh, we were right down there at Floyd Street, uh, right across from gate 2, from the main gate, and we got to meet and greet. The atmosphere was amazing. The, uh, you know The fans were electric. Uh, it was a great time to be had by all. And I'm so excited to say the University of Louisville Cardinals are sitting at 6-0, and still undefeated, and have an opportunity to take that next huge step uh, on their way to a possible berth uh, in the ACC championship game with a big road game at Pitt today. Uh, so have a lot to get into uh, after a slow start this morning. So we're definitely going to jump right into the deep end of the pool. And, of course, if you want to get involved, the best way to get involved, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. We'd love to have your texts in. I want to hear your thoughts on anything going on today, both your uh, reactions and Thoughts about what happened last Saturday at LN Cardinal Stadium, as well as what you expect to happen today at Pittsburgh. Uh, there's been a lot of mixed uh, emotions about that, so I, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Of course, if you want to give us a call, you can give us a call in at the Wake Up 502 Buzz Line as well. That is 502 384 1450. That is again 502 384 1450, and you can give me a call as well. Um, Haven Harrington. Should be along soon as well. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, And as I talked about, man, just before we look forward to Pittsburgh, uh, just, uh, you know, some thoughts on looking back at it. Uh, We were out there um, at the House of Cards, as I said, right there on Floyd and Boxley, which is literally directly across from the main gate there on Floyd Street, on the opposite side of the street, of course, uh, from the stadium. But we were there. The fans were coming by. It was an absolutely amazing, amazing environment. Uh, you know, we came out with free food for the fans. We gave away uh, about 400 chicken wings in a little over an hour. Uh, so, you know, that, that was awesome, uh, you know, to, to, to see and to have those folks come out uh, and be out there in force. But then also just the, the, the amazing environment itself. It was just awesome, man. It, it it was great to see, um, and, and you know, I, I just, just the the whole deal was just awesome. Uh, and I do have a a caller popping up on the line, so I'm gonna go ahead and bring them in. Caller, uh, you, you're on. Uh, who's is this? This is Haven. <laughs>
1: Good
0: morning, John. Oh, it's Wayne. Wow, Wayne, getting in early, huh? Yeah, man. You know, I had to I had
1: to get in quickly because I know it's gonna be hectic today.
0: What are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well since I'm talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> hey, and, and you know what? Even though we had our, you know, our, our little technical difficulties this morning, uh, the good thing is, Wayne, you sound like a million bucks. No issues, no feedback, no nothing. So, the, you know, now, right. now we're it's, cooking. It's, it's a good day. Absolutely, good absolutely. Day. I, I have
1: to commend you. I listened to the uh, the post game uh, set.
0: Yes, you sound good on the radio, son. Oh man, I appreciate it, Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying Very to keep nice. it moving, Very man. Nice. You know, it's it's easy yeah. it's easy to sound good when the football team makes me look good and sound good. <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a good day last week, and you know what? I, I the the talking heads, they still don't want to give us no props, but yeah. that's okay, because we're gonna keep continuing to do what we need to do. And I, I'm going to use a, 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 a Charlie Strong uh, thought. We won the game; it was big, but let's win the next game. That game is over and done. Or on the flip side, if you lose, don't lose twice. But we want to win twice. That'll make it nice. That's what we want to do. And, and, and he, I, and, and Brown, I know he showed him the tapes. When he was there, they win the big game and then lose the next one to somebody they shouldn't lose to. So I, I my thought is, uh, I don't think, I don't think that'll happen to us because well, anything can happen, but I think we're grounded and they, they want to yes. continue to, to, uh, succeed. And I believe that's what they're going to do. And, and the, the, the performance they put out there last week was unbelievable. And, and I, I told a buddy, a man, uh, He's a, he's a Notre Dame fan but I have to question you know having the uh, a brown person like a Notre Dame how can that be <laughs> <laughs> how can that be? you know it's just like it's just like uh we don't want to use politics but it's just like that man is running for the governor
0: how can that do well you know i mean they, they do at least have a brother coach you know today right now so i guess you can give them at least a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of leeway but and grace on know, that can we wait you, you
1: you got to you, you you got you got to you got to be real and know who you are and where you came from that's fair so i you know i'm not going i'm no i'm not going to get on that <laughs> but we're going to talk about our cards yes yes. but i'll tell you one thing uh I don't. I don't know. I, I read a, a little piece about uh, Jamari hurt his hand, so I don't know if he's going to play today or not. There,
0: there has have been rumblings. Anything? Yeah, I, I, I've seen rumblings out there. I haven't heard anything official as of yet. I have not checked on my Twitter X this morning, uh, as of yet. Uh, you know, of any official announcement of Jamari Thrash being out. But yes, there, there were uh, you know suggestions that there was some sort of uh, you know hand r- wrist related okay. injury. Uh, that possibly could keep him out. So um, I don't know if that's true, uh, but if, if that is true, um, you know, I, it doesn't necessarily phase me. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I, I think that, you know, between, uh, you know, Margie, uh, Mari Huggins, Bruce, and Chris Bell, and Kevin Coleman, and the rest of those guys, oh, yeah. I, I think they have more than enough. Got, you know, I... We've
1: I, we got a lot of receivers in the room. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I don't think folks really understand just how much Uh, talent is in that wide receiver room. Jamari Thrash is by far the best player out there. But um, you know, if he's not ready to go, um, you know Jimmy Callaway and the rest of those guys. I think there's plenty. uh, You know, there's plenty in the reserves. Jaden Thompson is a young man that uh, you know started slow because he was injured the first few weeks of the season. But he's a guy that I don't think folks really understand just how good that young man is. Um, You know, because he he did he was injured. He didn't play his first game until we were up there in Indianapolis. So he's been kind of making his way back slowly um but he's a very very talented receiver as well um so no i i think that louisville has more than enough that that they'll be fine at wide receiver even if tomorrow i think about all the other recruits
1: that they had saturday yes Yes. if a kid looked out there and said why would i want why would i not want to be a part of this
0: absolutely why not well and the the greatest thing about it wayne is that it's fun for every position you know every everybody got off the wide receivers the running backs. The quarterback, the defensive line, the secondary, the linebackers—I mean, who wouldn't want to love playing on that offense or that defense?
1: Right, right, and 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 because I, I because I said last week, Louisville's got a prolific offense, and no Shane did not, had not seen that offense like that. Even included Ohio State. Yes, the offense in Louisville—it's it, kind of like choose your poison. Either you go and sack the box. I stop the receiver. You can't do both. Yes. I've I've not seen a team to do both. You you can't they they're not gonna allow you to do that. At well, all. No, Brown, no, um I... you know, he's from the Petrino school of scheming. Yes. And and they, they do the same it's it's basically the same offense with a few, you know, little tweaks or what have you, but he knows how to do it. He look he looks and sees what the defense got and calls a proper play. So Pittsburgh, they they gonna be jacked up, and they talking smack. So we need to go in there and smack them down. Don't even give them a chance or a hope of of, of, of winning. But we, we we gotta be focused. We gotta play our game and execute. If Rupe does that, they can compete with anybody. I don't care who it is. It, they just got it. And I I told a buddy of mine, he's a he's he's a he's a huge Alabama fan. And I just I just went out on the limb and I told Louisville should be rated over Alabama. Who have they beat? Nobody. Yeah. They beat a weak, a weak Texas A and M team, but you know it, 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 it's the talking heads and the bias, <laughs> the SEC bias. They got to have a one loss, whatever.
0: Hey, but I you say, know I don't
1: like that. But Wayne, I, the, I, I, I go back. I, I like to see teams that earn it, and right now Louisville's earning it, so they they should be in the. And, and I my thought is they should be in the top ten. Yeah, you know, the, the, the teams that are rated rated above them uh, that are undefeated, I'll, I'll go along. But uh, teams like the SEC bias, I, I I don't, I'm not going for it. <laughs> I'm not going for it. But but at, at, like like we say, the game is played on the field, and we we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Louisville's was trending in the right direction, and, and look, it and wouldn't it, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a mess? Louisville fool around and win the ACC, then what they gonna do? They're not yeah. gonna, they're not gonna put them in there because they Louisville and not Clemson or, or Florida State. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you you gotta give you gotta give the team that earns it. That's just like last year in the playoff. TCU, they got there. Cincinnati got there. So you know you gotta get up. You gotta get off of that. You, you know, and then the, well, their schedule ain't got nothing to do with it. With the, with the exception of Mary State, they played off. Power five teams. All five. no no other team in the top twenty five has done that. None, because I looked at their schedules. None. So we'll we'll get our just due win today, and we'll we'll we we'll, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. But as long as they keep playing like they are, and, and keep and don't get don't get the fat head, which I don't think Brown will let them do, because after they get through looking at that tape, those three three losses. After winning the big one, then come back the next game, stinking up the place. He, he'll correct that. He's not gonna let him do that because he he don't he don't want that because you know that if, if they go lay an egg, there'll that, be it's just like uh, Colorado when they played Oregon. Then there was I told you. Yeah. The, the, well,
0: did you, the, did you see? Did you, did you see what happened to the self-proclaimed best coach in college football last night, Wayne, uh, at home oh, versus Stanford? Did you did you well, watch that? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> nothing. And,
1: and, and look, you know what? I got. I gotta talk about. I gotta talk about the the the, the SK, Kitty. You know what the first word? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and had the audacity and the mitigated garbage. Well, we in a, in a, no nil didn't have nothing to do with that beatdown y'all
0: took. Yeah, come on. Y'all don't close.
1: have the talent. Yeah. And, and see, I, I told—I got a buddy down there, he's a Cat fan, but I told, see, when you play that week schedule like that, you play all them cream puffs, and then when you get, when you face the first real team, what happens? You get exposed. That,
0: yeah. that
1: was yeah. disgusting.
0: It was, it was a wonderful started, Saturday, watching Louisville go out there and do what they were doing versus Notre Dame, and then to see Kentucky just getting absolutely molly by Georgia, I can't say that that you know. I've tried to become a more mature Cardinal fan, but I can't lie. I, that 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 just made my heart <laughs> happy on Saturday and evening. I Wayne.
1: It. Look, and, and look, they they climbed the blues, the Blues and they say, uh, "Strew them under the bus," but 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 you you making nine million dollars a year.
0: Yeah, that was just a weak comment. I, just I to say know, that you know the the you know fans not giving enough to NIL is why we got blown out by Georgia. That's a ridiculous comment. Just that that, exactly. that whole commentary was you ridiculous. A, you you
1: making nine million? Get some players.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree. I
1: told my buddy, I said it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's about the players. And if you ain't got the talent, you you ain't you don't have it. So you know you can't you you, you can't blame it on nothing. You just got to accept. Georgia has better players. Yeah. And, and Kentucky will never, ever have those type of players. And that that, that you know, who, who 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 stands after me the most for Georgia? Man, that tight end they got is crazy.
0: No, I don't know. Blake Bowers is, I mean, he's literally like, I, I don't usually get into the hype when they talk about the only tight ends that I ever saw that, you know, I felt were deserving of that hype. You know, Jeremy Shockey was like that at Miami, just an absolute freak. Like, you knew right. he was going to be good even when he was in college, like, he was going to be an NFL superstar. I think Bowers is the same way. Like, that kid is just a monster. Whoever he's a monster. <laughs> monster. <laughs> so, yeah, whoever gets <laughs> I him, that, I would love to see the Ravens trade up and get man that guy. Can run. Yes, yes. I,
1: I'm highly impressed with him. He, he's definitely All American.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: I'll tell you, I, I, I'm going to let somebody else get on the show. I know everybody's Clamoring cr- cr- to get on, but you know, what I'm saying? I, I enjoy. I know you was tickled to death. Oh, it was I, awesome. When, when I was listening to the interview, man, you was giddy.
0: Hey, man, <laughs> it was so great. I, you know, I, I loved it because I got to get the first in the first question into Coach Brom, and I got the last question. So you know, that, that's exactly. how excited I was. I was like, darn it, I was, I was jumping in on that one quick before anybody else would say exactly. anything. Way <laughs> exactly,
1: man. And I, and I tell you. Uh, my 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 sister and, and her husband they was, you know they was at the game. They called me. Yes. I said. Did, did, they told me. Did you see? Uh, what was y'all at? You know I didn't see y'all, but I knew y'all was in the house. <laughs> Everybody in the city of Louisville was at y'all that y'all game. <laughs> but anyway, Sean, as always, man, you and Haven and, and Jersey Joe, man, the three of y'all the best. I appreciate. We, you know what we said at the end of the day, Sean.
0: No call. Oh,
1: one other thing. Yes, sir. If you talked to if Francis called you? Oh, man,
0: I have not heard. He's been – Francis has been underground waiting for basketball season to start. I, that, that's what I'm going to say because, no, I have not heard from him at all. <laughs> He's, I'm,
1: about to, I'm about to call his daddy.
0: Uh, you know what? You know, I I guarantee I you
1: – I knew him when – we lived on Dearborn. They lived on 38th Street. Yes. So I'm going to call his daddy. Yeah, hit him up. <laughs> yeah,
0: Will's been waiting for basketball. So he's, he's going to wait for that Simmons College game on Wednesday. Then we'll hear from him.
1: <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But but and then I, one other thought on the scrimmage. Yes. It's going to be all right. You know, was going to be – One thing I liked about it, they do play defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well,
1: well that, they, they play – they D up on somebody. So – We'll see if they, they can they can pull up, but I think they'll be fine. We'll but see. Anyway, we'll Sean, as always, what we always say at the end of the day, my friend, go cards. Thank you, my brother. Hey, have a hey, have a good, go, have have a good morning,
0: that. brother. Thank you so much, Wayne. There we go, man. Wayne called in, getting it started right. And if you want to be the next one to get involved, five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Could y'all just hear the excitement in Wayne's voice? Let me tell you what Jeff Bob has done for this community. Man, the, the excitement and the happiness right now around this community, the excitement to be um, back on top. The one thing I say, you know, as much as I love basketball, you all know basketball was first and near and dear to my heart. Um, but there is no excitement like the excitement of having a great football team. I mean, l- legit. Like, it's just one of those things when you get into the the national spotlight and you have – you know, you're running on the bottom line on Sports Center, and everybody's kind of talking about you. That focus that you get for football success is unlike anything else in college athletics, uh, and, and it's just it's just fun. And right now, the Louisville fans are basking in the glory of it. Um, I can hear the confidence in Wayne's voice. I'm right there with them. Uh, you know, I, I am so so excited uh, just to see how these things come about over the next couple of weeks, starting with this game today on the road at Pittsburgh as your University of Louisville Cardinals take on Pittsburgh tonight, 6.30 uh, on ESPN. Um, that's going to be a great, great matchup. Um, you know, I cannot wait. Uh, for those guys to get out there. We do have some texts coming in early to the uh, uh, to the Thornton's text line, so I would definitely want to get right to those. My man Red Zeppelin checking in. What's going on, Red? Have us uh, talk to you in a little bit. He said, Rashawn, have you heard anything about Jamari Thrash possibly being out for today's game? Thanks, Red Zeppelin. Um, So, Red, uh, yeah, I've heard murmurs of it. Like, like I said, I've been checking Twitter um, just to see if there's been any actual confirmation. Uh, that he's going to be out. Like everybody keeps saying that 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 um, Jamari Thrash is going to be out with some type of hand uh, wrist type injury. Um, so, I I personally, if he was iffy or if there was any question uh, of him being healthy, as I told Wayne on the call, I'm fine with sitting Jamari Thrash out. Like you'd love to have him. He's super talented. But I think with the guys that they have available, with Amari Huggins, Bruce, with Jaden Thompson, with Chris Bell. Uh, you know, with, with the, the rest of those guys, I, I just I think that Louisville has enough to where even if they don't have their superstar number one wide receiver, I think there's more than enough talent there to where they would be fine. Um, So, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, oh, and and thank you, uh, Texter, for letting me know that the game uh, this week is actually not on one of the uh, ESPN networks. It's actually on the CW. So that. So, yeah, exactly. You all can watch Sanford and Son and then watch uh, the Cardinals play. <laughs> Hey, you know what, but I, I'm not even going to clown about them being on the CW because I am so happy that they got off RSN, which takes away completely the whole Valley Sports angle. And now that the games will be on the CW, everybody can get them. Pretty much every market has CW on their basic uh, television package. So literally, even if you don't have cable, you can pretty much turn it on, uh, you know, to where wherever CW is in your market and be able to watch this game today. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Cardinals will actually be on the CW today um, at 630 uh, for the Pittsburgh game. So everybody can watch the game. So that, that's awesome. Thank you, Texter, for reminding me on that. Um, but, um, yeah, even if even if it does happen to be that Thrash is out, um, I don't think it'll be a big issue. I just think that just means it's another opportunity for somebody else to kind of step in to that number one role. Um, and as I said, I, I would love to see Jaden Thompson get his opportunity at that number one i think that kid has a lot of talent um similar size um to jamari thrash with some explosiveness some speed great hands um but like i said he was a he had started uh very well during fall camp and was playing very well before he got injured i believe he either injured his ankle or or something like that he sprained an ankle or something so he was a little bit slowed but definitely, I think Jaden Thompson is a kid that I would love to see break out. And uh, in, in a Pittsburgh game that's going to definitely be rainy and windy, um, you know, the downfield passing game, I don't know how much that will be a part of today's game just because I'm not sure what that weather's going to look like. So I think kind of the short intermediate passes, you know, the screen passes, um, the, the, the quick slants. Uh, you know, maybe some some in-cutting routes not too far down the field. I think that's going to be where Louisville probably makes most of their money today. Uh, I think you'll see more of the tight ends. I've been very excited uh, just to see how the tight ends have come about. Uh, you know, Joey Gatewood seems to be getting more and more looks. He had a big catch against Notre Dame last week, which was awesome to see. That's a kid that the more Joey Gatewood gets comfortable playing tight end, I think – The second half of the year, and especially down the stretch of this season, that young man has an opportunity to be a factor because he's just such a great athlete. He was considered the number one athlete in high school athletics uh, coming out of school, I believe, back in 2019. He was rated the number one, uh, number one, uh, number one athlete, five star athlete coming out. Uh, You know, of course, he did go on to play quarterback, but now that he's transitioned fully to the tight end position, he's starting to make some plays. And that's a guy that. If he can figure it out, if he can continue to work on his blocking schemes and his technique, especially with the way he's catching the ball down the field, uh, that's a factor that could be big time down the stretch and just give Louisville another matchup nightmare out there. So, uh, you know, I would love to see Gatewood continue to get some snaps today. But today, this game, is going to be all about ball security. It's going to be all about taking care of the football. I love the best thing, you know, Jack Plummer didn't go out there and say, you know what, I have to put this game on my shoulders and win this game versus Notre Dame. He didn't do that last week. He just did a great job of managing the game. He did a great job of not turning the ball over. He did a great job of throwing the ball away when needs be. He even did a great job of taking the sack, uh, you know, rather than putting the ball in the harm's way and, you know, allowed his defense and his running game to do what they do. And I think that sometimes less is more. uh, And Louisville showed that, you know what, even against the best teams in the country, you know, a top 10 rated Notre Dame team that, you know, they could just go out there And do what they needed to do, and they didn't have to do anything special. That was the thing that, you know, I asked Coach Brown about in the press conference was just the simple fact that, you know, Coach, you went out there and you just beat Notre Dame. It wasn't about trick plays. You've always been known for the trick plays and known for the razzle dazzle. You didn't do any of that on Saturday night. You just went out there, lined up man for man, and whooped Notre Dame on the offensive line, on the defensive line, and just basically out footballed them. And, and, you know, what, what does that say about your program? And I think he was very proud in just saying that, you know what, he just believed that they, if they went out there, played good football, and every guy did their job, that they had the ability to win. And the fact that Louisville and the Louisville head coach believes, I don't need to have tricks, I don't need to have um, – you know, I don't need to do anything sneaky to win. I don't have to make up some sort of gimmick to find a way to, to get a victory. When you can go out there and say, you know what, I can line up man for man with a team that had, you know, come in with one of the, the, the considered one of the best offensive lines uh, in all of college football, uh, you know, maybe the le- best left tackle in all of college football. Uh, when you can line up against a team that came in with the, you know, the, the reputation of having a very good defense, when you believe you can go out there, line up man for man and beat those guys, That says something. That says that you believe that this team is different. That says that you believe that you have a team that can get things done. So it's just amazing to see. I'm very, very excited to see what happens next uh, with this Louisville program as they continue to move forward. And I tell you what, we're going to go ahead. We're going to uh, slide in and start and get this first break-in of the day. When we come back, I'm going to be taking more of your texts, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. If you want to get on the line next, give me a call, 502-384-1450. This is Rashad, and we'll be back on Wake Up 502.
2: Wait to get on the road again Life I love is making music
1: with my
0: friends i can't wait to get on the road again on the road again and welcome back in, welcome back into the wake up 502 96.1 fm the big x louisville cardinals are back on the road again they are headed up to pittsburgh they're going to be taking on those terrible pittsburgh panthers a team that The Pittsburgh Panthers, that whole program, and they are the most interesting. They are one of the most interesting teams in all of college football because they're kind of one of those teams. They kind of remind me of, I don't know, I don't want to say that like the Louisville basketball of college football, but they're a team that, you know, has all this tradition uh, that they've won some you know, they've had some some national championships, uh, you know, and they've had some some greatness in their past. I don't know if I would say Louisville basketball, because Louisville basketball has actually won a championship in the last, you know, 10 years or so. Uh, they're more like Indiana, you know, like they used to be good, you know, and they still carry that, that swag. Their fans still carry that swag, and, and they still have that attitude as if they're like an elite blue blood, but they really haven't been that in a while. But they still have that um aura and they still have that reputation that's still how uh some and and a lot of folks still look at them even though they're not really that great and haven't been that great in a while so you know it's always very interesting uh you know pittsburgh the pittsburgh fans and and the 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 uh you know people around the program they they feel like this louisville team is an opportunity to get back out there and have a chance to have a big win and kind of turn their season around they were expected to be pretty good this year but you know I was saying this last night. Big shout-out to the folks at More Shenanigans. We were out at More Shenanigans last night, 4521 Bargetown Road. Uh, it was our first time being out there doing a game day 502. We'll be out there once a month, um, you know, to get out there. Uh, Friday night at More Shenanigans is their karaoke night. So, you know, every for those that don't know, I'm a big karaoke singer. So uh, we partnered with those good folks and, and decided we were going to do a show out there um uh, you know at least once a month we were going to get out there and do something with those good folks and it was awesome last night Um uh, shout, shout out to uh, uh miss crystal and, and and everybody else marissa and all the good folks at more shenanigans Um uh, but we had a great time last night but one of the things i said is that you know when i look at pittsburgh and, and i hate this i've heard a lot of people uh, a lot of local uh media folks you know <laughs> uh, my, my brother mark blankenbaker included that uh have been very nervous talking about this Pittsburgh game. And and they just talk about how, you know, Pittsburgh is a team that had a reputation um, coming into the season that they were expected to be pretty good. You know, Louisville has not necessarily played the best when they've gone up there, talked about Pittsburgh's defensive line and talked about, uh, you know, how this is a team that you can't take lightly. And while I do agree with all those sentiments, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the thing that that I keep coming back to is that Scott Satterfield – figured out a way to go out there and beat Pittsburgh. And, you know, that's not to say that that Satterfield's not a great coach, but I just wholeheartedly believe that if Scott Satterfield could go out there, if Coach Sack could get out there and figure out a way to beat Pittsburgh, uh, you know, with what he has at his disposal currently this year at Cincinnati, then I trust that Jeff Brom can put a competent game plan out there and get it done. That, you know, that and just the simple fact that I believe this is the first time, and I said that this Jeff Brom team and what, what I'm feeling when I watch this Louisville football team this year really and truly reminds me of Bobby Petrino 1.0. And what I mean when I say that is this is a team. And this is a program right now that I've watched them through six games. And the one thing that I felt pretty assured about by, you know, probably the third or fourth game of the year is that I know one thing about this team is that this team is going to come out there and they're going to put their best foot forward. They're going to come out there and they're going to fight hard. They're going to play seriously. They're never going to let a team go out there and be the hungrier team. I mean, that's the one thing that's been consistent. I don't care if Louisville was playing Murray State. I don't care if they're playing Georgia Tech. I don't care. You know, you can complain about them not playing their best football. You can complain about them making mistakes and having to do some things uh, strategically to switch things up to get back in a game. But the one thing that I will say about this team is that I know they're going to come out. They're going to play hard. I know they're going to come out. They're going to play composed, and they're going to come out there, and they're going to try to impose their will over four quarters. Doesn't mean that they won't make mistakes. Doesn't mean there won't be turnovers. That doesn't mean that they won't have some times where that, you know, momentum goes against them. But the one thing I know they're not going to do is they're never going to let up and they're always going to play with intensity and they're always going to play with passion. And that's the one thing that I know about this Louisville team um, is that they're going to come out and give their best effort. I haven't felt that way about a team like. Uh, You know, when Bobby Petrino got things rolling at Louisville and we went down on the road to play Miami at Miami and they were, you know, of course Miami was ranked in the top ten that year. They had Devin Hester and they had all those guys. Um, I had a confidence in that game. And it was a confidence not necessarily knowing that Louisville was going to win the game, but just the simple fact that I knew that we had something for Miami and their fans that they weren't going to expect they were going to be in a dogfight like that. And that's the thing I feel about this Louisville football program right now is that I, I feel like they're going to find a way to get it done and they're going to find a way to come out there and fight and they're going to make it tough, uh, you know, and, and that's what I know about this team, you know, is that they're going to go out there and they're going to make it difficult on their opponents. So understand this, Pittsburgh, is that if you're going to go out there and you're going to win this game, you're going to have to win a fight. It's going to be a street fight between the whistles when Jeff Brom said that this team embodies everything that in you know in terms of his passion and for that to be there uh, already this soon into that Jeff Brom tenure that's exciting. Hey, this is the end of the first hour. We're going to be right back at it after the top of the hour. We're going to get into a little bit more of the X's and O's and talk a little bit of basketball as well. Hey, this is Wake Up 502 and we'll be back hour number 2 coming up. <laughs> Gonna be a street fight, y'all. Pittsburgh Tiger, Pittsburgh Panthers better be ready for a fight. (laughs) So Pittsburgh Tigers. See I the Tiger, Pittsburgh. I knew it was something kind of wildcat. (laughs) Welcome back in, hour number two. (laughs) <laughs> of uh, Wake Up 502 here, Rashad Myers, Second Care. United 6.1 FM, uh, 1450 AM. Uh, we are back, and we are heading right to the phone lines. We got the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Jay Haz on the line. Jay Haz, how you doing this morning, brother? Man, good
1: morning, good morning, good morning. How you doing, Rashad?
0: Man, doing well, doing well, my man. You know, uh, still basking in the glow of, uh, you know, wonderful game last week and a great uh, evening last night out at more shenanigans. You know, what's going on? to yes, Get out and meet the people. And, uh, you know, I had a great time out there, karaoke Friday night.
1: I had a beautiful time, man. I love the people. I just love the atmosphere. and just had a great time. It's all about having opportunities to uh, enjoy the people, see us live and direct. Yes. what What you do and what I do. And uh, they was passing drinks, passing Kool-Aid to me all night. <laughs> things like that. But, uh, but, Rashad, uh, by the way, we have Miss Christy from Arcadia, one of Brian's uh, colleagues, is on the line with us this morning. Oh,
0: wonderful, wonderful,
1: Miss Christie. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Thanks. absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Miss Christy, Tell us a little bit about who are you who are
1: you and what do you do at Arcadia.
2: Sure, sure. Um, my name is Christy Cronk. And I'm the Chief Operating Officer uh, with Arcadia Communities, and I get the pleasure of working um, side-by-side with Brian. I understand, Rashawn, you know Brian. Oh, yeah. He's been on the radio with you before.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: We own and operate assisted living and personal care, independent living, and memory care communities across um, four states, and we're so excited. Um, to have just recently acquired a brand-new community here in our backyard here in Louisville, Kentucky, um, called Arcadia Senior Living Louisville, right across from Southeast Christian. Uh, Acquired that community at the end of June, and so we're about three, almost four months in, and, man, we have transformed that building from the exterior to the interior. So we're so excited. We've been boots on the ground since
0: June twenty seventh. Beautiful. Uh, no, I, I absolutely no. Definitely appreciate that, and, and that's wonderful to hear. Uh, you know that that's such a a, a necessary uh, device within the community is to be able to have uh, places like that where where you know our, our uh, elderly loved ones can be taken care of. So uh, you, uh, you said you guys just acquired that. So um you know what, what are some of the things that that are going on there um you know to to really upgrade the experience for for the residents and, and tenants there
2: uh a lot a lot so exciting we um so this building that we acquired has been in existence for almost 20 years or so and um, sadly has been through about five owners we are as i mentioned locally um, uh, positioned here, our headquarters uh, is here in Louisville, Kentucky, and okay. so we're like I mentioned, owner operators. We we're here, boots on the ground. We the building was painted a uh, uh, light yellow for 20 years. So now, as you drive by on Blankenbaker Parkway, you're going to see a, sort of a steel blue. We've painted the exterior. Okay. Um, we are renovating the inside of the building from head to toe, painting and carpet and new flooring. Uh, We are uh, renovating the apartments, upgrading all the apartments with stainless steel appliances and granite countertops and um, new carpet. Oh, wow. um, Brand new um, furniture and artwork. So, really, from the inside out, we have um, and are in the process of of really changing everything. Um, I've been in the business for almost 30 years and um, sort of, you know, you've heard what comes around goes around. You know, the funny thing is, I'm I'm sitting here having this conversation with you and and Jerry and. Twenty years ago, I used to work with Jerry at another company, and, and here we've got him back again working with us at Arcadia. So we couldn't be more excited.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Absolutely, no. And you know, one of the big things that that we've always had passion about is, uh, you know, we love sports, and we, you know, it's a sports-centric show. But one of the things that we always do is we like to put a focus and a highlight on great things and important things going on in the community. Uh, so you know we, we love to get folks out there and, and get you on there and, and make sure that there's awareness out there of some of the, the the great things that are happening. So if anybody wanted to get information on, on if they had either family members that that they are looking uh, to, to place in some some type of residential care things of that nature, what would be the best way to get out there and reach out to you guys and, and find out what you can do for
2: them? Well our address is 901 Lincoln Baker Parkway right across from Southeast Christian. Um, they can certainly call which is 502-244-4244. Uh, they can stop by anytime. Ann Clark is our Director of Community Relations. I'm typically there every day, boots on the ground. Brian's there every day, boots on the ground. Um, anyone is there seven days a week to give any family member um, or a potential resident a tour. But I also might mention, if you don't mind, that we have great employment opportunities at Arcadia. Um, from culinary specialists, which uh, Jerry does such a great job for us. Um, we have dining specialists, we have concierge um, openings, and uh, caregivers. So, you know, we're an employer of choice here in, in Louisville, Kentucky, and would love to have folks that are also listening today that are looking for um, a, a great career change and a, and a culture that is um a great one would love to have employees or families that are looking for seniors to stop by
0: absolutely well definitely appreciate that and appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time this morning miss christy i'm about to uh, uh swing by and at least come and, and, and say hello you know i, I definitely appreciate it. I fr- any friend of jay's is a friend of mine so you know definitely <laughs> I- anytime you guys have anything going on please feel free to reach out well
2: good we hope you stop by and come and have a meal on us we'd love to We'd love to showcase our dining room for you and, I, and a meal.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, I know Jakey. Jay, Jay, works it out in that kitchen. So I know if he's he's back there doing his thing. I know y'all are in good hands. I know that.
2: <laughs> we we are definitely in good hands. I had a resident the other day. He made some some meatloaf and. One of the residents said to us it was the best meatloaf, even (laughs) better than her mother made.
0: Oh, wow. Um, So you got to
2: come and have one of Jerry's meatloaf.
0: There we go. There we go. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you guys giving us a call this morning, all right?
2: Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me.
0: Thanks, ma'am. All right, Rashawn, SF96.1. Yes, sir. All right, Jay. Thank you all so much. Have a good one now. (laughs) Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. I definitely appreciate Jay. And that's the one thing y'all that, that makes, you know, one of the things that that we always try to do is we, we, like I said, we try to highlight things going on in the community because it's important. So, you know, sometimes we'll take that little divergence because it's important, you know, getting out there, the people are what's most important. That's the only thing uh, you know, that that matters to me is that people are smiling that people are happy and that, you know, we're able to get out there, the information uh, to, to what's going on in the community uh, because that's a huge part of what we do. So definitely appreciate Miss Christie and uh, Jay giving us a call with that this morning. And yeah, Jay, Jay t- ain't telling you no lies last night out there, more shenanigans, it was going down. It was the, you know, I, I'm on the air we're, we're trying to do the show and people kept trying to bring drinks over to the table. It was, I was like, all right, now y'all, you know, I got two, three cups over here. I gotta, I gotta stay, you know, uh, upright and you know, uh, on it. I'm out here trying to run a show, but no, it was, it was fun last night. It was awesome. Everybody was excited uh, watching the uh, the football game, watching that Colorado Stanford game. For all of you all that you know are normal and don't just aren't crazy about sports and aren't going to stay up till two and two thirty in the morning, uh, you know Coach Prime uh, and the Colorado Buffaloes were on last night. I get, didn't get I didn't want to cut into Jay, uh, you know, because he had Miss Christie on the line, so I wasn't going to get on him. But you know, uh, Jay has is a, an avid, avid Colorado Buffaloes Coach Prime guy. And, you know, the self proclaimed best coach in college football uh, had a 29 to nothing lead at halftime over Stanford. And I'm sure most people seeing that score uh, went to bed thinking Colorado had it in the bag. Well, uh, Stanford had another trick for him. Uh, Stanford went out there and won the game 46 43, scored 46 second half points, winning the game in overtime. An absolutely crazy, crazy game uh The fact that, you know, they were able to get out there, make that humongous comeback. I stayed up and watched the whole game all the way through uh until overtime. Shadur Sanders throws an interception at the start of the second overtime, and then Stanford ultimately kicks the field goal to win it 46-43. Uh, it was a crazy game, but I think Coach Prime is starting to understand that, you know, this whole coaching thing isn't as easy as what you think, and that. Uh, you know, anybody who calls themselves or anybody who's employed as a Division One head coach, especially in the Power Five, they're pretty good at their job, and they're very good at adjustments. And, you know, it takes more than a bunch of loudmouth talking, uh, you know, and sunglasses to go out there and be successful. And while I give him all the credit in the world for flipping the talent and making the Colorado Buffaloes program immediately much, much better than previously thought, um, it's not as easy to get out there. And now, uh, Colorado's got some heavy lifting. If they're going to get bowl eligible right now, they're sitting at four and three and they have five very difficult games left on the schedule. Uh, that, that Stanford game was by far the the easiest game left on the schedule. Stanford came came into that game, uh, one and four. So that was going to be Colorado's best opportunity, uh, to find a way to get a win. Uh, you know, now with Arizona and, and U S or excuse me, uh, Arizona and Utah and, some of these, uh, UCLA, they got a road game at UCLA. They have some very, very difficult games uh, left on the schedule. So finding a way to get two more wins and get Bo eligible is not a gimme for Colorado. So, you know, they need to quit worrying about, you know, the Peach Bowl wants Colorado to be there. They need to worry about making any bowl uh, at this point. So uh, Dion has his work cut out for him. Uh, you know, the, the the good thing was Travis Hunter was back last night. Uh, came out there, had a great game. Twelve catches for about 150 yards. Uh, you know, played decently on defense, but I think that playing both ways maybe started to catch up with them last night. The uh, wide receiver uh, for Stanford, number 13, he had a, a crazy last night. Abbas I- Mayor or something like that. That that kid had an unbelievable game. Uh, they were going to him everything. He probably had 18, 19 catches and Hunter, uh, was on the receiving end of a bunch of those catches. He mossed the kid in the end zone in the first overtime. It was absolutely amazing catch, uh, by the Stanford receiver. So just a great game. I know most people aren't staying up watching those West Coast games, but Coach Prime definitely makes Colorado must see television. So I will give him that. People actually want to watch Colorado Buffalo's football again. Uh, so he does have that going for him. Uh, but yeah, right now Coach Prime sitting at 4-3. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make it. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that one way or the other, I think that um, some humble pie is being served up uh, to that whole program right now. They, they are they are better, but, you know, I think they got a little bit of ahead of themselves in terms of, you know, just a little bit of that talking. I don't like when you go out doing all that talking. It gets on my nerves. I ain't going to lie to you. But we're going to go right back to the uh, Thornton's text line. we got a bunch of texts coming in. Definitely want to get to those. Uh, texter says, good morning, Wake Up 502. Main event, our culture. Says, great win last week for the football team, great win for the volleyball team, and there's basketball. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Shout out to the, uh, the, the, the uh, Louisville Cardinal women's volleyball team. Got a big win over number 8 Pittsburgh at home at the KFC Yum Center uh, last night. So that's awesome. Uh, They were able to get that done. Uh, The the ladies got another big win, another top ten win. Uh, So uh, Danny Busboom Kelly and the volleyball cards are absolutely rolling right now. So big shout out to them. Uh, Texter says, uh, he says, can the basketball players have their names on the back of the jersey? I don't know who these dudes are. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'll agree with you on that, that. The old school, you know, just have the numbers on the back. You know, in this era of... You know, shifting rosters, I totally agree. You know, when you have guys that have been there for years and, they're you know, you've had players that are there three and four years, then you do have the opportunity. You know, you pretty much know who the guys are, so you don't necessarily need those numbers. But, you know, Louisville flipped their whole roster from last year to this year, and, uh, you know, the, the, these guys could tend to kind of slide in and sl- slide out. I totally agree with you. Um, it, it is a little bit more difficult to find those guys, you know, figure out who is who out there on the court. Uh Texter says, uh speaking of basketball, he says, I'm not uh going to say anything because I'm just going to let the season play out. It's sad that the marketing team puts out a buy one and get one if your team wins. Uh yeah, I, I saw that. Um he says, we're a one he said we are a one non conference loss away uh from having uh, to give away tickets at Thornton's. <laughs> so for those of you all that don't, that don't, don't know, uh, you, the University of Louisville is enacting what I believe they're calling the full-court press pass um, for basketball. So basically, if you go out there and you buy a ticket uh, to a non-conference game before the start of the first regular season game, uh, what they're going to do is you buy that ticket, and, every, and when the cards win a non-conference game, you'll get a free ticket to the next game. So basically, by getting this fa- fa- uh, full-court press pass, um it's an opportunity to go to multiple games for free uh so you know it's one of those things that the University of Louisville is doing to drum up interest uh, in the season and i mean hey it, it is up Josh Hurd and company has no short task in front of them uh to try to figure out ways to get folks excited now i will definitely say that i don't know if they've done themselves the many favors in terms of uh getting the fans excited about the season I, that they haven't necessarily talked in glowing terms about the team uh, upcoming, you know, coming into the red-white scrimmage that happened last Wednesday. But then also, just the simple fact that they, they didn't do a Louisville live event. They really haven't done anything uh, in terms of making any noise with having any big-time recruits. They haven't had any big-time recruits that we know of for any of the football games so far. So the basketball program has really not done anything uh, to bring any excitement uh, to the fans to really get people reinvested and re So this is kind of one of the first things that they've done to try to maybe spark a little bit of interest, uh, in the fans. So it's going to be, I mean, everybody's kind of in a wait and see mode right now. I mean, the people that wholeheartedly believe, uh, in Kenny Payne are, 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 you know, that they are excited about things and they're excited to see what's going on. And I know they had a scrimmage out there on, uh, on Wednesday and Trey white, apparently impressed folks. And, uh, Dennis Evans was, was a factor down low blocking shots and as a rim runner lob threat. Uh, you know, and, and all those things are, are nice and good, but, you know, th- there's a couple of things that I've learned about scrimmages is that you have to take anything that happens at the scrimmages with a grain of salt. I mean, I mean honestly, when I, when I think back to some of the uh, red-white scrimmage games that I watched Otis George have, uh, you know, you, you guys remember Otis. Um, You know, a a bench player, an energy guy, a guy that as a senior was a very valuable role player um, on that uh, Final Four team back in 2005. But, you know, Otis George was never uh, a go-to guy uh, with the University of Louisville. Well, let me tell you something. Otis George was probably the greatest red-white scrimmage player of all time. I saw that dude go out there in a red-white scrimmage, I believe, on two occasions and score over 30 points in a red-white scrimmage, hitting threes. Uh, Just doing all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, getting lobs, coming down the lane, dunking the ball, just doing. I mean, so <clears throat> while I, I definitely, um, you know, I, I'm definitely happy to hear that, you know, the team was playing well. They looked engaged defensively. Trey White seemed like he could do some nice things. Offensively. Uh, I heard Curtis Williams had a pretty good game. I, unfortunately, was not able to be there. You know, while all those things are great and good, um, I, I take very little out of them. The biggest things that I usually get out of the red-white scrimmage are just watching individual players to see if I have a feel for, A, their game and what they like to do, um, to see where they may have their, their best proficiency, and then, B, uh, to kind of see the, the physical stature of the new players, of the players that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, You know, like if you have new freshmen that are coming in or new transfers, to be able to see how big they are, how physical they are, to see how they would match up and be able to contend playing in a, ten, in a uh, conference like the ACC. Those are things I'm looking for. You know, like when last year, when you have a Fabio Basile come in, when you have a Devin Reed come in, seeing just how tall and skinny those guys are. Because, you know, if, if you're very, very thin, you're not going to make it playing Power 5 ball until you get some weight on you. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that you see when you see a Devin Reed come in, uh, when you see a, 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 a Fabio Basili. Those are going to be the first things you look, look for. So, you know, when I look at Curtis Williams, I want to see what does his body look like. Does he look like he has a body that can stand up? You know, one of those guys you don't have to worry about that with is Caleb Glenn. Caleb Glenn, the, the, the male product that, that uh, went up to La Lumiere uh, last year, transferred up to the uh, prep school in Indiana, that kid is an absolute brick house. Um, You know, he's a physical specimen. I'm not worried about what Caleb Glenn can bring in terms of physicality. He's a guy who is already built like a a college junior. Um, So I'm not worried about him physically. I I know that he's going to be able to stand up to that. His question is going to be how is he going to impact the game both Uh, With his skill, Um, does he have the skill to be able to go out there and competently play at that level? And what position is he going to play? Is he more of a four? Is he more of a three? Those types of things. And I don't think those things can be answered until you get out there and you play against outside competition. Uh, And, of course, that outside competition does get going uh, here this coming Wednesday uh, as your Louisville Cardinals will be taking on uh, Simmons College. The Simmons College Eagles will will be coming in to the KFC Yum Center for the first exhibition so very very excited to see those guys get out there. Um, Jerry Eaves is no longer the coach. It's actually former Cardinal Tony Branch that's coaching the team. Jerry Eves is now the athletic director with Simmons College. So uh, shout out to Coach Eaves uh, and everything going on there with Simmons. I'm actually going to be trying to partner up with them, uh, maybe doing some of their a couple of their games this year. Um, so very very excited for that. Um, but. Of course, the Louisville Cardinals. That that's going to be when I do my judgment uh, of this Louisville team is. Let me see what they can do versus outside competition, versus a team that actually puts a scheme out there to try to beat them, and, and how those guys, um, you know, handle that. Uh, how the defense looks. I want to see multiple efforts defensively. I want to see en- energy defensively. Uh, you know, I want to see a team that actually goes hard for 40 minutes rather than goes hard for the first five, ten minutes, and then they look like they're, they're, they're sleeping tired for the last 30. So, you know, those are the types of things I'm going to be looking for, and those those things won't be answered for me until they get out there against outside competition. Um, you know, the, the texter also asked about Jamari Thrash. We talked about that earlier. There is conversations of a hand or wrist injury. Um, that has not been confirmed as of yet. I, I'm going to check back on X just to see if there's been an official announcement <clears throat> that Jamari Thrash is out. Um, I have not heard that, Um, but, you know, it just looks like, um, you know, it's going to be one of those game time decision things where if Jamari is out, it's probably going to be one of those things when they come out for the first huddle, he won't be out there. Or he won't be going through warm-ups just before we get kicked off. So, uh, you know, I don't see anything on there as of yet, but most folks think that Jamari Thrash will not be out there today because of a, a hand or wrist injury. So we shall see. Um Texter says, uh, Brom has won more uh, more games in six weeks than KP did all last season. Let that sink in. Yeah, I've heard a couple of people talk about that, and the fact that Jeff Brom at six and zero, um, you know, is now two games better than Kenny Payne was all of last basketball season. Yes, that's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of crazy. But you know what? I am going to let this basketball season play out, and, and I am excited to see what they can do. Hopefully, Sky Clark, Trey White. Uh, Mike, uh, uh, Mike Evans, Lord, uh, Mike James, uh, you know, Brandon huntley Hatfield, and those guys, uh, Emmanuel Corfour and the rest of those guys that they're, they're ready to, to step up and, and turn things around. So, you know, I, I am, I have been very critical of the basketball team. And, and you know, of course, because Louisville t- is the team that I support and, and I want to see them do well. So when they are struggling, that's going to frustrate me, just like it frustrates any fan. Um, so, you know, I, I have been critical of that, but I am still hopeful. I am hopeful that things turn around. Hopefully, um, you know, the coaching staff is going to be better. Hopefully they're going to do a better job of being able to exact what exactly they want to get out of the team offensively and defensively. Uh, and hopefully the players are better and more well-equipped, um to execute the, the coach's vision, because that's what it's all about. It's about understanding the vision that the coach has, and then being able to go out there on the court and execute. Um, you know, that, that's what Jeff Brom has been able to do with this football team is go out there and the team has been able to execute the coach's vision uh, and do it the way he wants them to get it done. And that's why Louisville is currently sitting uh, at seven and oh, or excuse me, six and oh, because they have the talent and they have the ability to execute the game plan. Uh, and, you know, I think Louisville has the talent to be a pretty good basketball team this year, but they have to be able to go out there and execute the game plan. Uh, They have to be able to understand the game plan and then go out there and put that game plan into action. So uh, I really and truly believe that this is a a Louisville basketball team that's still going to be predicated on the defensive end of the the court. I don't think this is going to be a great offensive team. I just don't think that they necessarily have um, the widespread shooting uh, to be a great offensive team. Now, I I know that Mike James, he was 4-5 or from 3 in the scrimmage. Uh, He was a much-improved 3-point shooter, um, last year, uh, he did a very, very good job, uh, shooting the ball, uh, much better than, than what was expected of him. He seems to be c- continuing that trend of getting better and better, uh, knocking down those perimeter jump shots. Um, so I, I definitely think he'll be a, a good shooter. Um, I think that Trey white has the ability to be a, a pretty good shooter as well as sky Clark, but I, I don't know if that can be something that they can, you know, put their bread and butter on I think that this is still going to be a team that's going to have to win games defensively which means multiple efforts which means being able to stay in front of your man if Louisville's going to continue to press full court they're going to continue to extend their pressure out well beyond the three-point line you've got to be able to move your feet and stay in front of your guys because if you're pressing out to mid-court but you're allowing your man to get by you and forcing help then that's going to leave somebody open on the back end which is the thing that, that got Louisville in trouble? Oh, uh, in, in you know in trouble with uh, time and time again last year was the fact you're pressing out and you're playing a pressure style defense, but you're not fast enough and quick enough with your foot speed to stay in front of your man. So you know you can't press out 94 feet and get beat off the dribble, and you know cause the the, the back end of your defense to do a bunch of shifting and moving and helping. Leaving other guys wide open, so it's going to be interesting to see the adjustments uh, I, I i want to see how Louisville goes about that today um so you know we we'll, we'll see uh we'll, we'll see that 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 is my <laughs> that is my analysis at this point um louisville I'll have definitely more once Louisville gets out there versus Simmons college, and they can get out there against live competition and, and we can see what they look like, but you know hey you know it, it, it's a new season it's new excitement, but right now everybody wants to concentrate on on football and i don't blame them uh you know so when we get back of course we're going to hop right back into football we're going to have our picks we're going to talk about University university kentucky trying to get healthy versus the missouri tigers at home after just absolutely getting destroyed by georgia last week so we're going to get into that much much more one more segment to come this is wake up 502 and this is rashawn myers on 96.1 fm and we'll be back
1: Opportunity. Sees everything you ever wanted. One moment
3: Did you capture, just let it slip. Yo,
0: his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on a circle. Welcome back. Last segment of the show. Big X. <clears throat> it is going down here. Little Eminem coming back to you. Lose yourself. The Big X uh, Sports Radio 96.1 FM. This is your boy, Rashawn Myers, and this is Wake Up 502. And like we always love to do every week, we have the, uh, the, the I would say, the <laughs> I always say the man, the myth, the legend, the woman, the myth, the legend. Y'all know who she is. We got to get her in. Y'all know the y'all know the theme music. Come on now. Who's that lady? Who's that lady? Beautiful lady. Who's that lady?
1: lady.
0: Leanne Herring. Leanne. Leanne. How you doing this morning? Good
3: morning. It is good to be back on the air. Talk about all that solar eclipse energy affecting the <laughs> airways. I know y'all had some technical difficulties. We're on our way to lacrosse practice, but it would not be college game day unless we were on the air putting out those picks. So let's get to it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And before we get into these picks, Leanne, I just, you know, I know you've been big, big time into the recruiting, uh, you know, and that's something that you put a big time focus on. And, you know, the, the, just I had to say the app, the group of folks and we talked about it uh, a little bit is that the number of recruits that were in for louisville for that notre dame game for that to go down the way that it did the atmosphere those kids that were there visiting for the game had to be just blown away with everything that was I, that was almost like a three-hour commercial for how awesome the university of louisville is you know
3: <laughs> no no, like I said, you know, everyone was talking about. We talked about last week. You know, yes. everyone was in disbelief that you know the Cardinals. How are they? This how are they undefeated right now? Of course, and that and that's natural to happen because you know when you've had a program, that, especially when it comes to Louisville football, it, it's not always been mainstream. But we we've, we've talked about it. We've preached about it. Jeff Rom and what he's done in this short amount of time has really changed the game in recruiting. And like I said, it's great to win championships. It's great to win things. But what Louisville's doing is not only are they setting the tone in the ACC making a run at the conference, but they're also setting the tone on the recruiting trail. And, they're, and the thing about this with these recruits, yeah, we have NIL. We talk about those things, but don't get me wrong. Those are important. But for those recruits to be there, you couldn't have written a better storyline for Jeff Ross and the recruiting trail. And it was a perfect segue into this week's game. Yes, they're on the road against Pitt, but also it gives something for these recruits to go home and think about. Because, hey, look at what he's done with the program. Look at what he's doing. And he's, he's proven it day in and day out. I mean, look at how Louisville is going in right now. No one expected Louisville to be undefeated, be making a run. But I said early on, you know, when, when we were talking about early season picks, watch out for Miami, watch out for Louisville, and here we are. So it, 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 he's really set up a great stage. And it's, don't be surprised if you're going to be hearing some bigger names coming in for these next upcoming games if Louisville keeps performing the way that they are.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I know this week uh, there's not a ton of ranked versus ranked matchups this week. So, uh, you know, let's go ahead and just get to, you know, the the two teams that are most important and near and dear to uh, the the local fans, the University of Louisville Cardinals and the Fighting Wildcats of Kentucky. Uh, Let's go ahead and take Kentucky firstly. And I I, want to get your thoughts on this one. Kentucky, of course, had all the excitement. Uh, You know, the Kentucky fans, there were a lot of Kentucky fans that were actually picking Kentucky to knock off the defending two-time champs in Georgia last week. Well, of course, I I feel like Kirby Smart and company took a little bit of exception to that, and they kind of took their frustrations out. On the Wildcats last week, and that uh, what was it, fifty-one, eighteen? Some ridiculous score. It was a it was an absolute beatdown last week. So Kentucky's back home. They're trying to bounce back. They're taking on the Missouri Tigers, who right now are having a pretty good year. So Missouri's sitting at five and one, one and one in the SEC. Um, so not not a bad start to the year. Uh, Kentucky is a two and a half point favorite at home, over under of uh, fifty and a half points. Uh, you know what are you thinking for are the are the Cats going to bounce back in this one? You know, the Cal- if the Cavs
3: wanna still make a run in the SEC East because they're still in good shape even with that loss, even with that beat down Athens. I was one of those those folks that, you know, had Kentucky. I felt like they were firing all cylinders. But again, you know, you have to finish and that's what K- Kentucky's not doing. They have all the means, they got the tools and the weapons. So I think coming back you know, coming back home they have the chance and opportunity. This is a this is a win situation. Now the two and a half points is a close margin. Mizzou's been really surprising, uh, you know, and they've managed to win games so I like Kentucky to win in this one, and I know it's a, a small, fa- you know, a small margin. But you just, unless you know, Kentucky just has this way. Either they're really on or they're really off, you know. So I think, I think being back at home, they're going to bounce back. But I, but I like Mizzou in this one. I like Mizzou to to cover in those two and a half points. You know, I think they're going to keep it close. And if Kentucky's smart, they're not going to get out into a shootout. They're going to They're going to have to try to run the ball. And the defense is really going to have to step it up to stop Mizzou in general. A lot of the games this week, um. I would I, I don't see them being really high scoring because now you got those undefeated teams. You got a lot. It's just going to be an interesting week, I think, in college football. We're gonna. I feel like we're going to see a lot of teams, including Kentucky. They're going to try to make it smart because, like, a play smart. You got. I mean because Missouri and uh, Kentucky right now, the records are neck and neck minus conference play, but still, there's a chance for Kentucky to still make a run. But they got to win today and they got to win out.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a tough game for Kentucky. I, I'm looking at it, and what Missouri does well is, and, and what Georgia was able to kind of exploit. Uh, with that U.K. defense was the secondary. Um, th- there was an ability for Georgia to go over the top that I, I wasn't sure was there uh, because of how Kentucky's defense started. But I don't know if, jo- if Georgia exploited something or found something in the passing game to where they were able to find success. But I'm going to need to see how they come back because Missouri does throw the ball extremely well. Um, uh, Burden, their number one wide receiver, has 54 catches for 793 yards already this year so uh you know there is going to be a threat of that vertical passing game with missouri um you know for kentucky it's going to be all about ray davis like they need to just make sure that it's ray davis early and often i don't know that they need to get him the ball running the ball they need to get the ball to him in the pass game but they need to lean on him because what georgia basically did was they said we're not going to let davis beat us and we're going to try to make leary be the guy and if devin leary can beat us then so be it and uh you know of course leary has not been good or consistent um i'm gonna go with you i'm taking missouri i'm taking those two and a half points uh, and I- honestly i think i'm gonna take missouri for the outright win um I-, I just this game that georgia game the way kentucky lost that's the type of game that can stick with you and one loss turn into two and while I think Kentucky like is you probably said, would, a better you team, you already know, you know? the
3: game plan that they're going to do, and you're and you're like Kentucky, you're, you're doing what's with, with working. But at the same time, down the stretch, going into SEC plays, you like you said, Georgia may expose something. We already know who they're going to rely on, what their go-to guy. So even like a team like Mizzou, um, you know, like you said, they're they're going to find a quick way to shut it down, and that's what, you see that's what we saw with uh, with Alabama and Texas A&M. They shut down the run game quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we saw a lot of this week. So I expect a lot of these underdog teams. You know, that are going to go in there and they're going to do the same thing. And I think that's what we're going to see in Mizzou, Kentucky.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, next one up. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to it Louisville on the road, traveling to Pittsburgh, taking on the Panthers. The Panthers have not had the season that was expected. They're one and four coming out. They actually lost to scott satterfield and cincinnati early in the year and watching how cincinnati's been playing uh, as of late i don't know what that says about pittsburgh but um louisville comes in off the big win over notre dame um you know right now louisville is a seven point favorite i know it was seven and a half earlier but it looks like it's been bet down to seven points uh at this moment uh 44 and a half i heard it's going to be kind of ugly and rainy and, and windy up there uh you know and I still call it Heinz Field I know it's not a, it's Accra Stadium now I still call it Heinz uh but what's going to go with this one is Louisville are they going to keep on the winning ways uh you know is Pittsburgh got something for them they talk about Jamari Thrash may not be available they're saying hand wrist injury there's a possibility that, that he won't be available today uh what are you thinking in this one
3: you know, normally, normally, um, even with Louisville being on the hot streak that they are, because I think that they've more than proven that they that they are, know how to take care of business. And Jeff Braum and his team have put it put together a solid playbook that I think fits the Cardinals. And I, even though they're on the road, I think the momentum keeps going. Normally, I wouldn't take even even the way that they're going with those seven seven and a half points, depending, um, you know, where you're putting down your bets. But I like the way the Cardinals are playing. They found a way to close. They found a but most importantly, they found a way to finish a game with what worked. So I'm going to be bold. I'm going to take the cards to you know on the road, and I'm going to take them seven, seven and a half points. I like it. I just think they've been playing really well and very complete and finding ways to win. And uh, I think it's just going to be an interesting week. I don't think that Pitt's going to have enough have enough in the tank um, to hold it down because, like I said, Louisville's been playing a solid, solid balanced game on both sides of the ball. And right now, down the home the stretch is going to be the difference maker. Like I said, normally I wouldn't take those seven and a half points because down the stretch it's a lot of points. But I'm going to take Louisville to lay it down. I just think they really performed and they've and and they've shown it week in week out that you know they got they're they're different than they were last year. And so I'm going to take I'm going to take the boys
0: on the road. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you know Pittsburgh is is bringing in this new quarterback and, and they're trying to do some things to kind of turn around their season so far. Uh, Phil Dracovic just didn't work out. Uh, this kid, Christian Valu, um, you know, I don't know much about him. I know that he's only completed about 44% of his passes on the year so far. And with how this Louisville defense is playing, surprisingly, this Louisville defense has been by far the best group uh, for Jeff Brom in his first year. They've been stingy, uh, you know, forcing turnovers. I believe Louisville was plus six in turnover margin where Pittsburgh is coming into the uh, into this game I believe minus two on the season so with Louisville an opportunistic defense a team that seems to turn uh, turn teams over left and right um, that does not spell good for Pittsburgh especially breaking in a new quarterback um, that really has not gotten settled as of yet Ball security is going to be a question if it's going to be rainy, if it's going to be wet. So, you know, I I agree with you, Leanne. Give me Louisville. I will lay those seven or seven and a half. I just think that the Cardinals are solid. I think that defense is going to be opportunistic. Um, I just don't think that they're going to be able to do what they need to do, passing the ball to take advantage. So so give me the Cardinals. I'm laying the seven. I think that um, Jawar Jordan's going to have another big day today, and I think you're going to see uh, one of those wide receivers. I- I'm going to call Jaden Thompson. Jaden Thompson has not had the opportunity to do anything big as of yet, but with Jamari Thrash likely not playing today because of injury, I think Jaden Thompson's going to have a chance to get out there. He, Amari Huggins, Bruce, Chris Bell, those guys are going to get off. So give me the Cardinals, and I'm laying that seven as well.
3: No doubt, and like I said, I think I think what Jeff Brom has managed to do that we are seeing that is helping them down the stretch and remain undefeated. Even though they got one of their guy, you know, their top, you know, wide receivers, they have people in the pocket. Like you said, a lot of players that haven't had the opportunity, but now they're going to have the opportunity to do something. And I think that the depth that, that Jeff Brom and his staff have created, not just on offense, but like you said, the defense has been huge, has play has been an instant impact for this Cardinals team. And I think, like I said. No doubt that uh, we're going to see a lot, We may see some new faces out here, but they're going to come to play. And, and uh, like I said, I, I, I normally wouldn't pick the Cardinals, but we're right there. They've just been playing solid down
0: the stretch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So ne- next game of interest Notre Dame. Coming off the big loss uh, at Louisville this week, they're going back home. They're taking on an undefeated USC team. Notre Dame is actually a three-point favorite in this game. And uh, from what I've heard, the betting public right now, Leanne, 80% of the money has been put on USC uh, taking that three points on the road at Notre Dame. Uh, What do you think about this one? You know, When we look at this one, uh, West Coast team, we, we know the story about West Coast teams coming east taking on a Notre Dame team that, that has a loss, that they're going to be angry going back home. They're going to want to make up for it. Uh, what do you think about this one? Can USC's defense stand up well enough to be able to keep uh, Notre Dame from just completely dominating this game from the line of scrimmage?
3: You know, this one, like you said, it's, it's going to be, this is going to be another close one because like you said, Notre Dame, you know, USC is getting Notre Dame not off a high. They're getting Notre Dame off a low back at home and, you know, in South Bend and everything. It's going to be a, cl- it's going to be a close one. But, you know, I think I like Notre Dame in this one. I'm going to go Notre Dame to cover. Not that USC can't take care of business, but I feel like the way – I just think that this is an interesting, weird week in college football because it's like the bounce-back week. Everyone's still trying to stay it, you know, to win it down the stretch. I like USC. I think USC is going to – I think that they're going to they're dominate, but, and I think that they might even be ahead. But I think Notre Dame's going to find a way, and I'm going to take Notre Dame on this one. I just think on the bounce-back, after, you know, the job that Louisville did on them, they definitely don't want to go home, especially with USC – um, coming into town. So I'm going
0: to take Notre Dame on this one. Yeah, you know what? And I'm going to agree with you on this one as well. We are on the same page today, Leanne, because I, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I like Notre Dame at home. Um, I like the fact that, you know, their Their, def- their excuse me, their offensive line, I think they're going to be able to control the ball. USC's defense has not been great. Uh, this has been a USC team that probably should have lost a game uh, last weekend. They figured out a way to barely slide by and get by Arizona State. Um, so I, I just – I am not yeah, – the USC's defense is just so bad. Like, they have a great offense. Caleb Williams is absolutely outstanding. He deserves to have an opportunity to win a second Heisman because he is that good. But, you know, I I just their defense is so bad with Notre Dame coming off a loss. They really, really need to turn it around and circle the wagon. So, yeah, give me uh, the Irish and I will lay those three points uh, and I'll take the over as well. I I think it's going to be a lot of points scored, but I I can see Notre Dame getting out there with maybe a a seven to ten point victory in that one. So I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, I,
3: I like I like and I'm glad you mentioned over. I think this is going to be a high scoring <laughs> game because, like you said, you can't help but talk about Caleb Williams, USC offense. But again, we're going into week seven. Um, you know, teams remain undefeated, but you know, also you're trying to stay alive. You got to play smart. You got to play smart. At the same time, it's just a there's a you can't rest. You can't rest your team as good as USC, like you said, is on offense. You can't down the stretch. You can't just rely on one side of the ball to get you through it. And Notre Dame, like I said, is coming off coming off the a rough job from, from the Cardinals uh, probably shocked them. So I, I like you said, I think that they're going to come to play, and it's, it's just like I said, an interesting week in college football, coming off the losses and the wins that we saw last week.
0: Absolutely, and the last game of, of note for me, and then I'll let you get in your uh, the other picks or the games that you like for the week. But the one other game that I, I definitely want to know with uh, impact in, in the ACC, of course, Louisville is looking. They're right now currently in a four way tie, uh, you know, with with four undefeated teams in the league with Duke, North Carolina. Uh, Louisville, Florida State being those four teams that are undefeated in conference play. Uh, North Carolina undefeated taking on a Miami team that found a way to lose when they had the game won. All they had to do was take a knee They don't take the knee. They fumble the ball, and Georgia Tech ends up in the end zone, handing Miami uh, their first conference loss in their first conference game. Uh, So Miami trying to bounce back. They're on the road at undefeated North Carolina. Um, Right now, UNC is a three-point favorite in this one. I I would have actually thought that line would have been, that spread would have been a little bit larger. But UNC only a three-point favorite in this one. Uh, Can the Canes bounce back, or do you like Carolina at home to continue their winning ways?
3: You know, like I said, uh, you know when we we're talking earlier, Louisville and Miami were my dark horse teams. You know, uh, to make moves. I felt like Miami has been has been building up to this point, and like you said, they found a way. You know, last week it was it was not a clean game, and I think they, they have to bounce back this week, especially if they do in the ACC. Of course, you can never doubt Mac Brown and what he's done at, at North Carolina, so it's no surprise that they're the favorite. But I think that uh, Miami back bounces back this week and. And, like, I, I agree with you. I, I When I saw the lines I was looking at them this morning, you know, I, th- I thought there would definitely be more than three points going into this game, especially how you said the ACC is right now. You know, four-way tie, there's a, there's still a lot of um, a room for somebody to, to come ahead. Cardinals, Miami, so it's going to be a fight to the end in the ACC. Um, but but I like Miami to bounce back this week, and I, I think that it's going to be a close game, but I just feel like Miami's going to get back into the flow. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, with a team like Miami, uh, again, they have a lot of talent. And they got, they got all the weapons to, to be up there. But like you said, you got you to close from start to finish. And that's, Miami doesn't always find that groove. It, it finds a way, but then, you know, it, yes. it gets off track. But I think this week, week seven, Miami gets back on track and, and tries to shake up the, the ACC. But the ACC and the SEC play is going to be uh, two conferences this week that, uh, you know, it, it's surprising how it'll, it'll all pan out. But, but I like Miami, even with slim margin to, to bounce back this week.
0: On this one, this will be the first one where we split our differences. I I think this one, I think that that loss is going to shake that team up. Sometimes you just have, when weird things happen, it can kind of throw off the mojo, kind of like my my feeling with Kentucky and taking Missouri. Uh, And I think that 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 Georgia loss is going to turn into two. I think that this... Uh, Georgia Tech loss is going to turn into two for Miami. I, I like North Carolina at home. I just feel like Miami there might be a lot, a little bit of infighting. I know I saw a lot of the the players on the sidelines asking, "What are we doing? And why is this happening?" And those types of things. And when I see those things happen, it can kind of cause a, a a rift in that locker room. So give me Carolina. I'm going to lay those three points. I think the Carolina uh, uh, Tar Heels get it done. Um, and I think they get it done by at least seven. Uh, I can see a seven to ten point victory for the Hills in this one, and Miami pretty much bows out uh, of the ACC championship game race in that one. Um, so yeah, g- give me them on, on that one. Uh, other than that, Leanne, what are your other picks? What other games are you seeing uh, before we get you out of here? What well, what are the games that you like for this week as well?
3: You know, I'm going to head over to the Big Ten because you got number, you got IU, of course. You know, go at number two, Michigan. Um, a big, huge uh, margin, of course, uh, 33 points on that one. You know, Michigan's going 6-0, so until so we get to that Michigan-Ohio State game, you know it's going to be big in conference play. But I, but I like the Hoosiers. They're always one of those teams that they may not win, but they can cover a lot, especially in the Big Ten. So I like IU covering. I had them at 33. I'm not sure how much the lines change. Stay, and then, uh, you know, staying within the Big Ten, number three, Ohio State, of course, so that um, Purdue, another big margin. You know Ohio State. Uh, they've had an interesting, they've had an interesting, uh, uh, you know, game. Even though they've managed to win, we've seen some losses with them, and, and they have a few holes. And I feel like Purdue may not be up there, but for that 18 points, I like, I like Purdue to keep at home to keep it with the with the Buckeyes and give them a run. And then uh, you know, heading over to the SEC real quick. That uh, Texas A&M. Going at number 19, Tennessee, we we were hearing a lot from the Bulls. you know, mm-hmm. hurt, You know, going in early to the season. Now they're dropped to 19. Um, I have that game at, um, you know, the the Bulls coming in as the three point three point favorites. But I think Texas A&M, they got some juice in there, you know, with the, with the run game and everything. And I think we're going to see it on the road. So I'm going to take Texas A&M um, as my final pick today to cover by three. And I think that they're going to bounce back and use all that energy from last weekend's game to, to – um, to make it over in rocky top and take down the bowls
0: today there we go well definitely appreciate it Leanne make sure you check out uh, everything that leanne's doing the rebel uh, you know to get get all her great information uh, I know you said you're headed to lacrosse practice is that where you're headed to today
3: yes my boy yeah we're, 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 heading lacro- we're heading over to lacrosse. we're heading over to lacrosse <laughs> practice and uh, actually uh starting to coach coach the little ones in lacrosse too so ah, never okay. thought i'd be doing that but but no it's been <laughs> fun but like i said it's not game day unless i'm on the air with y'all so it's it's an exciting week i can't believe you know Rashawn, that we're ready here in week That's seven it. of college football and it's you know october it's, it's about to get interesting you know like oh, yeah. i said a lot of those teams the michigan ohio state team still in, you know you know getting down and you know the undefeated are going down slowly so i'm excited to to get back on the air next week and let's talk about some more picks. Let's talk about Louisville recruiting because it, it's, it's exciting to see where the cards are going.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much, Leanne. You get on to lacrosse practice and you have a great weekend, okay?
3: You too. L's up.
0: There you go. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Leanne Herring, com. Definitely appreciate her uh, checking in and definitely appreciate everybody um, who was a part of the show today. It's been an absolutely awesome day, as always. Uh, we have next coming up uh, on these airwaves will be uh, Indiana Hoosiers football coverage. So uh, make sure uh, all, all you Hoosiers fans that are uh, now passing, maybe you feel a little bit better about Louisville beating y'all because, uh, you know, Louisville has gone out and beat Notre Dame as well. Uh, we like beating teams from Indiana. <laughs> no, I'm just mess with y'all, uh, but no, definitely appreciate everybody for being a part of the show. Uh, make sure you check out the the Hoosiers co- uh, coverage coming up next. Um, but no, big time day. I expect the Cardinals to get it done. So you know, let's watch what they do. Let's keep this party going. Seven zero heading into the bye week. Ooh, and college football playoff maybe right around the corner. Hey, for the, this is Rashawn Myers, and for Wake Up Five O Two, we're out. Music,